And because I had no medication for my births. Yeah, zero natu- intervention, zero medication. Yeah, and my hormones actually played the big role in helping yeah. me deal with the pain and manage it. And I had like the biggest rush of oxytocin, I think they call Endorphins it. Endorphins or no? Yeah, after birth, it's, they say it's the biggest high, high you will ever have naturally. <laughs> oh, wow. I want to get into babies now and get give birth soon. <laughs> All right. Welcome to our second family podcast. With Adrian and Diana Sule. So formal. <laughs> uh, we actually skipped last Rupert week. is here. Wait a minute. Here's Rupert or not. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> you might hear Rupert in the background yeah. here. We got to cut his nails. Trim. Uh, Trim his nails. You need to book him in, right? We keep yeah. forgetting. Yeah, we'll book him this weekend. So last week we skipped our podcast. Mm-hmm. Because we had the crazy busy week. With the house and work, your work? Yeah. What kind of work did I do? Maybe you want to share. <laughs> oh, my work, as in work work. Yeah. Like oh, I, thought, I was thinking about the housework. Both, actually. <laughs> Client work and housework. Yeah. It was a crazy weekend as we changed our rooftop. Changed our rooftop, cleaned all, cleaned the, all the recycling, all the leftover from the renovations. Yeah. and. Uh, yeah, that took, I, can't, I cannot believe that. The whole, weekend, the whole weekend, basically. and uh, We did get a chance to go to swimming, to the swimming pool. Yeah, and that was so good for our backs. But in our last podcast, actually, we had some technical difficulties, right? We missed a bit, like 10 minutes of our podcast. Yeah, we cut a few. Uh, we lost a, f- a bit of the footage uh, and the audio. And also, the audio was not that great. It was the audio on the camera. And today we have the lavalier mics, which is still not the best, but it's a lot better. Okay. Um, hopefully, you guys like the sound better and it doesn't sound that novice anymore. But, <laughs> so, the camera will cut at half an hour now? Yeah, Do you but. Have uh, a timer? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I can see a timer. That's okay. okay. I mean, these are so. too long anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's start our podcast. Yay. <laughs> Uh, the girls are in daycare right now. We just dropped them off. I have a bit of time this morning to, to do the show. Yeah. And then... As usual, we stopped at a coffee shop on yeah, the way back. A different daycare. one this time. Uh, we're trying, we've tried some nice yummy croissant sandwiches and we have some goodies for the girls too for this afternoon. Yeah, when you pick them up. And... Yeah, I, I forgot. I realized I forgot to brush my hair this morning. <laughs> <laughs> And you were saying, like, you yeah. can do that in Canada, yeah. but in Europe, you won't go unnoticed because yeah. everybody's so fancy Maybe in Europe. Maybe we'll give you get a lot of looks, but here I think it's just normal. Get out of the bed and just put a jacket on, yeah. in your big boots, and then that's yeah. it. Yeah, pajama style. <laughs> yeah. We both take a sip at the same time. Yeah. Um, so welcome to this week's podcast. Third time welcome. Yeah. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> so welcome. So this week, we actually want to talk about our home birds. We had two home birds. They're actually called hands-off home birds. Why? I've just found out recently after, actually after almost, because Emily's four, after four years of giving birth, (laughs) I found out I actually had a hands-off, that's Rupert, sorry about the noise. He dropped a bone (laughs) on the floor. Yeah, he's playing with his ball now. 
So hands of birth is basically when the midwives or the doctors don't really touch you unless it's um, unless you they have a ask. reason oh, okay. or they're worried or you ask to be touched. And that actually includes I didn't have my water broken. I didn't have my dilation checked, like nothing. They basically didn't touch me. But they have procedures that they need to ask you. You remember, they kept asking me if I yeah. want to... If I want them to take the baby's pulse, yeah, and I said okay at the beginning, I think the first two or three times maybe, but then I just stopped because there was nothing concerning, and I just kept telling them no that I don't wanna, I don't wanna have those that procedures done anymore. Yeah. But they have to ask you because they legally have to ask you, and they don't know exactly the situation because you're not communicating much because you're in labor. So yeah, or in your active. It's normal labor. for them to ask you, and it's also normal for you to push back if you don't require it, and it's not you know major. Yeah. But they actually have to write down in their notes that you that denied. You said no. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. You deny, so Again, they're covered. Le legal stuff, yeah. But let's start from the beginning. <laughs> let's start from the beginning. The first home birth with Emily. Emily was born in uh, Vancouver, years ago. BC. I was 32. Actually, it was just outside of Van Vancouver. Port Moody, more precisely. Yeah. And it <laughs> Beautiful was, location. It was our first birthing experience. And I remember going into that pregnancy, I was completely unaware of births and motherhood things and... We were so lucky. We remember we had an amazing doula, and we oh, we had yeah. a, uh, we did a, one of the most eye-opening prenatal classes, if you remember. Yeah. And the prenatal class that we did was a private one with a, another doula. Yeah. And that was very eye-opening to me. It was the most eye-opening because that's when I first realized how empowering the births can be, right? Yeah. And we found out so many things which we what had was no it, idea. What was it called? The doula? No, the 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 class. No, it was a prenatal class. Hypno babies. Oh, uh, that's yeah. We the, chose we chose the one, right? babies too. Yeah, we can talk about that later. How it actually helped me okay. during labor, I guess. But you said let's start with the start, and that's before but, the labor. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say my mentality of birth was that I didn't know what's normal to. Be done to me during birth if mm, like what to expect yeah, yeah what to expect like maybe what your rights are <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what am i allowed to say yes and no to because i i grew up with the mentality that the doctors always know better than you and if they tell you you have to do this you have to do this you don't have other options mm -hmm. right so that was very uh, informative and eye-opening to just make informed decisions right yeah, no, I, I I agree. Otherwise, you could have ended up uh, doing all the stuff that they push you to do, like, oh, yeah. let me check the dilation. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Not... All they're, they're all unnecessary unless you actually are, you know, a, a concerned case. Yeah, and we actually want to mention beforehand that we don't judge any other births or any other choices that other moms make. Yeah, absolutely not. Every I mean, every birth is is. Like a unique. gift, and yeah. unique, a unique experience, and it's a good way to bring your kid into this world. We're just sharing our own experience with home birds because that's what we did, and we just want to share yeah. how it was for us, I guess. Mostly for you. <laughs> yeah, and for you, because you were actually more involved than I honestly expected, and you raised up to the challenge big time, I think. 
Yeah. But also you attended the prenatal class. Yeah. How was that for you? The hypno babies class was very interesting because I was not expecting that kind of, a, of an approach where it goes into a deep meditative state and they coach you how to go beyond the pain. And beyond that, obviously, all the techniques that are like the physical techniques, uh, which I am not going to get into. Maybe if you want to, you can share. But um, even as a partner, it was interesting because it kind of got me more acquainted with the process that goes beyond the regular process that, you know, the midwives would do. Um, and then that whole education, I think that knowledge is powerful to have when, especially for the first, first time baby. Yeah. Um, and understanding how to, to kind of be there um, for beyond, the for the partner and yeah, beyond the, all the stress or all the, all the emotions and, you know, try to ground yourself and there's a, I mean, I know I'm talking very high level, but there were a lot of, a lot of techniques and probably one of the, the most important one that I, I saw worked for you best was those, uh, which one? Hypno babies, uh, CD positive or MP3. Positive affirmation. Positive affirmation, which yeah. you kept doing before the birth, like for a month or so in advance. So you 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 got your brain used to that, like hypno session. And when you were in labor, you kept listening to that on repeat mode. And I could see you. You were somewhere, not somewhere else. I mean, you were there, but. I could see you were much calmer, and most of the times you had your eyes closed. You haven't even <laughs> I seen. Remember, what was... I had the like the sleeping. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. You haven't seen much of the things that were happening around you. Yeah, because I was in my zone. <laughs> you were in your zone, uh, but that was that was powerful. That I could see that actually helped you go beyond the pain. And, I agree. Um, yeah. I agree. Actually, that's my main recommendations for any mama that wants to do any type of birth. Uh, we ha I had different positive affirmations for uh, the beginning of labor and then for active labor and for pushing. And uh, actually, those really helped me mentally to just reset because your biggest contraction is just 60 seconds, more or less, depending on the woman. But the biggest effort is 60 seconds, let's say one minute. So you can do anything for one minute. So after each contraction, that those affirmations just help me just to reset and recharge for the next one. Mm. And it's I like found, fuel between the, set, the, the contractions. Yeah, and then the um, positive affirmations for pushing, which was like the most intense thing. I think nothing can prepare you for the pushing yeah. of a baby. <laughs> it's the scariest and most empowering Thing I've done I guess it's like two opposite things <laughs> yeah because you don't want a baby to get out really because it hurts a lot but your body is doing everything to push the baby out. yeah and, and <laughs> encourage all the uh, moms to be and all the <laughs> pregnant women the scariest thing you're doing in your life it's gonna hurt a lot <laughs> ah! yeah I mean um, I think but can you can you expand on that on the hurting a lot part just because I'm sure that's not all there is to it I mean you... I mean, the pain is overwhelming. I get it gets to a point when you realize that baby needs to get out, and it's quite big, <laughs> and it's like trying to push a watermelon out, <laughs> and it's you just you're just like a bit conflicted. Like, how is this gonna get out without hurting? So there's a lot of thoughts racing through your mind. Yeah, and there's a lot of mind blocks, which I also had when I did the half marathon. If you remember, oh yeah. 
because my knee uh, hurt. Yeah, you had a knee injury. Yeah, yeah, not even halfway through, and then I finished the marathon, and I, I just then I just it. couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely hit a mind block, I think, with the pushing the baby the out. Yeah. But those affirmations were actually so helpful because with every contraction and every push, you get closer to meeting your baby. Mm. So that actually you had me just thinking and visualizing holding my baby. Mm. And that just recharges you for the next um, yeah. push, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But it's... that was definitely the hardest part. And honestly, with my first birth with Emily, I was not expecting it to be so intense. Yeah. And that's what I heard too, that it's always the first babies that they, they, they hurt more. And, but it's also because your brain is not trained. Yeah, you don't know what it's to a new expect. Experience. You don't know how, yeah. how, how intense it gets, but it actually stops at some point. And because I had no medication for my births. Yeah, zero intervention, zero medication. Yeah, and my hormones actually played the big role in helping yeah. me deal with the pain and manage it. And I had like the biggest rush of, Oxytocin, I think they call endorphins it. Endorphins or no? Yeah, after birth, it's, they say it's the biggest high, high you will ever have naturally. Oh, wow. I want to get into babies <laughs> now and get give birth soon. <laughs> and that makes you super attached to your baby and makes you love your baby even more. Ah, it makes sense. And that's why I didn't know why after birth. So when you're pushing, you actually have no idea how you're going to be able to finish pushing the baby out. But after the baby is out, you have this rush of energy, which is so weird because you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. And this excitement and you just want to nurse your baby and you're so happy. It's like you're so high. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Mother Nature want, intended us to nurture that baby immediately that, you know, once it's out. <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess to take care of it, to have the energy to take care yeah. of it. It's like that superhuman power that some people get in extreme conditions where they can lift a car or something yeah. to save a kid yeah, or when, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Which normally would not have that power. And, yeah. But then obviously you break your back, <laughs> but you can do it. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. You have this Im immense uh, surge of hormones mm, and energy. Surge, and that's the term. Everything, and you just feel great, and you're so proud of you. I think I was high for days, just high on life, and I couldn't <laughs> believe that I gave birth naturally. And I remember telling you after birth, after some time, after you birthed the placenta, which is another story that was... I actually was not expecting contractions after you do the all oh, the yeah? after you birth the baby and you're you're, you're relaxed. We didn't cut the umbilical cord, if you remember. Yeah. The placenta was still inside, and after about forty minutes, I think fifty maybe, I started having contractions, and mm. then I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Again, like mentally, I just couldn't do more contractions anymore. But birthing the placenta was not that hard. Yeah, it's interesting, but you are exhausted. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to say birthing the placenta. It's like a birthing another baby. I didn't even know baby. that's a thing. Actually, <laughs> before having Emily, I had no idea you birth the placenta. Maybe they they might have touched based on some of that in the class. But yeah, no, they did remember, and they said to or... we did a delayed clamp. Or cutting of the mm -hmm. cord because you want the, the the nutrients and the blood to keep feeding, yeah. continue feeding the baby once it's out. Yeah, so that's what we did. I think it was about an hour yeah. or so, and um, after that, I just remember like crashing, <laughs> and I I was so afraid. And telling telling you, if you remember, I was afraid because I was nursing Emily in my arm, 
And I was so afraid of falling asleep. And I kept telling you, can you please watch her if I fall asleep? Because yeah. I don't want to fall asleep. I mean, I, mean I, I was concerned I was going to fall asleep as well. <laughs> I assisted the whole bird for like yeah, 30, 36 hours. Yeah, let's talk a bit about your role in the bird. 36 hours? Yeah, Emily was a long one. Uh, it was on and off, but... The first part of those 36, I mean, what was the... When did it start to become more intense? Which were the last hours? So like my, how many? I don't remember. My water Eight? broke at night. I remember I didn't wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I had mild contractions. They kind of stopped during midday, but then in the afternoon they started picking up and I had contractions throughout the whole night until morning. And then they stopped again. Mm -hmm. And then they picked up again. And eventually at 6 p.m. Emily was born. Right. But... I want to get back to your role in this. What Can you share what you did while I was in contractions? Because I remember we kept texting our doulas and our midwives, letting them know. Yeah, they kept uh, asking us every 30 minutes, one hour, like, how, how's it going? Should we come? Are you ready? Yeah. We'll let you tell us when and maybe yeah. some, some tips here and there. I know maybe we had some questions. Oh. And I remember I, I took a shower. I washed my hair. Because I knew if the labor would start, I won't have time and even. Um, but I remember I was mostly in bed with my headphones on. And you started preparing everything, if you remember. The pool, yeah. right? Prepare the pool, connected the hose. Because we didn't mention this, but we wanted to have a home birth with a, uh, in a water birth. Water yeah. birth, like a water birth. And um, all the equipment was there, but it was not installed. So I installed it. Connected the hose to the kitchen sink. We had like an open plan. We were renting this condo with an open plan kitchen and the living room was the biggest area of the place. So that was the best spot to install the um, swimming, swimming pool. <laughs> the birthing pool. The birthing pool. So I connected the hose, inflated the birthing pool, um, set up all the sheets. We had to bring all the supplies. We had Prepare. boxes with... Yeah, we prepared supply boxes. We had... Uh, some food stored in the freezer and some friends actually uh, ordered some like bags of food from the grocery store just like <laughs> the next day that was amazing unexpected yeah, nice surprise yeah they were from Montreal um, and then what and I remember happened? I was also asking you when contractions started getting more intense you were massaging me remember oh, putting yeah. pressure points on yeah, my hips on the hips um I, I don't remember. I mean, it was four years ago, almost five. <laughs> no, but I remember when the when at some point the midwives, the doula came first, and you were helping her. She was asking you for stuff, but bring me water. Mm -hmm. We had some water with a straw. Yeah, water with the straw and some chia seeds, some chia oh, drinks. Oh yeah, like snacks. Yeah, you kept feeding me and... vegan bars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I took care of that part, like uh, feeding you. Uh, hydrating you and then the uh, midwives yeah making sure i was like the sidekick of the doula and then when the midwives arrived the same um accommodating them i think i ran downstairs to buy some sushi for them uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a nice location because they we had all those amenities around the building you just take the elevator down yeah. and coffee shop we actually or, gave birth in was a high-rise building yeah apartment buildings emily was born <laughs> On the seventh floor in Port Moody, uh, out a of high-rise building, twenty-seven floors. How many were there? Yeah, I, don't I know. think twenty-five, twenty-something. It's very strange. Um, um, it's funny. Like some people live there right now, and yeah. a child was born in that room. In that apartment. 
uh, no, that, I'm sure that that left a lot of positive flavor to the space. <laughs> <laughs> Some good vibes. But once the contraction started, it was more doula than me. She was more uh, hands-on. Um, I was, like I said, more of a sidekick, helping with everything I could and what she was asking. And um, at some point, she she was coming from a different birth. And yeah, she was exhausted, actually. She was exhausted. And at some point, I know, well, closer to the actual birth, um, I remember we switched and I was holding you under the arm. So you were in a squatting position. Yeah. Uh, and then we switched again so that I could catch the baby, which was the most... Yeah mind-blowing part i wasn't like i challenged myself to go through that because i was i, I said from the beginning i want to do it but i wasn't sure i had the the stomach or the gut <laughs> um i didn't know like if I'm, literally. Gonna I'm gonna faint or something i didn't know i didn't know what to expect from myself so um when i'll, I'll just say this catching your baby in your fresh arms, out of the oven fresh out of the <laughs> oven uh you go beyond the imagery which is obviously you know, it's a birth, things will happen to the vagina and it's your loved one and it's as a partner, it's many, it's I'm, sure, I'm sure many dads assume, same as I did, that once I see that, I'm not going to be sexually attracted to you anymore. Mm. But that's not true. Um, it, it just changes it's a lot of things brain. <laughs> yeah. But when I caught Emily, um, there's this liquid, I guess the, there's a, a additional water that comes amniotic. out, amniotic yeah. fluid. Yeah, good. That water is warm, and <laughs> if I can describe it that way. And then you have this beautiful life in your hand, and it's yours, and you look at them, and it looks like a, a little alien at the beginning because they have these elongated heads. <laughs> and you think, oh, whoa, is this right? But so, so many all things of this rush through your head. in a second or two while yeah. all that lasted, right? All it's that like part. an eternity happened. Yeah, well... The pushing, it's slow. You see the hair first, a bit of the uh, head. And then I think after that, it's pretty fast. Uh, the, there's like a drop. Um, and then the, the cord, I think, was a bit... Yeah, it was around, around her neck, the neck twice, actually. Twice, yeah. But the midwife was next to us and she immediately... It was yeah. simple. It was like a half a second thing she did. It's yeah, not like it's most, amazing. It's not like what most people say, oh, the cord around the neck, gotta be in the hospital. No, screw that. That's not true. I mean, we had the cord around the neck for yeah. both kids and it was an instant flip of a finger for the midwife to do and it was all fine. Yeah. Um, and then just holding the baby yeah. for, I know we wrapped her up in a towel and we passed that on and to you and you, were lying, yeah, and you were lying on the bed and we both realized, is it a boy or is it a girl? Because I, I didn't <laughs> check. Because we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't check. We were overwhelmed. We decided not to find out the gender for our first two births actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that was, that was mind blowing. And then 10 minutes later we looked, oh my God, it's a girl. Wow. We just couldn't believe it. I remember telling you, are you sure? Can you check again yeah. just to make sure it's a girl? It was amazing. The feeling you get. It's, so I, I advise every man, every guy out there, like go beyond your fears and, uh, you know, your, your assumptions because you can do it. Everyone can do it. It, yeah, I mean, it your brain easy. is it's not easy there's something see. in our human brain because some people say oh i don't want to see that just handing me the baby at the end clean washed and, and clean 
that's what you think that you need, but and you think you cannot face the facts and the details uh, of what's going on. on Maybe the birth. not all people are as involved or as strong as no, I or think, like a strong stomach. As but I you. think you are. That's what I'm saying because it's if it, because it's your baby. Maybe if it's a different. If I would have gone first time in my life to a different birth, maybe I puked, maybe I felt sick, or maybe something. Like that. But because it's your baby, there's some brain chemistry that happens that I think Changes, any person, yeah. any guy would not have an issue with it. I mean, that's just me saying because I'm biased, but um, yeah. Yeah. So I know we started talking about births in general, but we focus more on your first birth, which yeah, is the hardest. that one was the longest um, and hardest. And we actually forgot to say we did try to have a water birth, but then my contraction stopped while I was in the oh, pool because yeah. the water was too warm and I was so relaxed. Mm. And then I just got in back to the bedroom with the doula and we just started letting gravity work. We did so many squats. We used the, the gym ball. I was so tired. My legs were completely dead, <laughs> if you remember. Yeah, I do remember. It's, um, yeah. It takes time. But what's beautiful is that three, three days later, or how, how long did it take until we went for a walk? I think five days. Five days yeah. later? We took a walk around the the. The, the building yeah and which was big for me though it was huge for you i know at the end I of the walk i got tired and I, you turned I white shivers and and you turned white that. Yeah. yeah it wasn't the best idea to go as far as the full block around yeah but um but but it, it gives you the difference like if you have a cesarean you'll be hospitalized for a long time and you can't do anything because yeah. it's an operation i Whereas, guess other moms recover even faster than that i think it's because i had such a long labor oh, it just yeah. physically like i was like super exhausted mm. um maybe yeah because with julia my second birth right it was not it was so much the birth was faster and the recovery was even faster yeah okay let's continue we just restarted the camera. <laughs> yeah. <'cause laughs> we don't want to miss. Cameras have this awkward thing where, um, like, photography cameras, um, there's a law, 20 years, 20 year old law where a photography camera cannot record more than a video more than 29.5, whatever, 30 minutes. Really? Because then it falls in the category of a video camera. And for a video camera, the manufacturer has to pay additional taxes to distribute those cameras. So for that reason, they cut the recording know, as a yeah. software uh, limitation at 29, whatever, 30 minutes. So you cannot film more than 30 minutes. But there are hacks around it. You can hack the, I don't know if people care about all the things I'm saying right now, but I'll share it anyway. <laughs> uh, you can hack the, the software, which is not my preference, or you can install like a, uh, set an external timer which resets the video and basically tells it okay at 28 minutes let's say stop the video and start a new one automatically okay. so you have continuity and you can keep recording forever okay um which i have i have the timer but i didn't, didn't get a chance i didn't get a chance to set up okay, back okay to, maybe next time <laughs> yeah next time so back to our second birth actually just one more point i want to say after emily's birth if you remember we we paid so much attention to skin on skin yeah. <laughs> you remember yeah. she just had a diaper on when we did skin on skin for so long almost all the time mm -hmm. and she slept with me and of course um, 
Actually, we can talk some other time about nursing and breastfeeding. And, yeah, you yeah. had some issues with the breastfeeding. Yeah, we just, hired a breastfeeding consultant, which I never thought that job actually existed. Someone yeah. is a consultant in breastfeeding. It was amazing. It was interesting. It was a guy, by the way, who came. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, it was a, a lady from La Lesh League. But we can talk about nursing some other time. Okay, yeah. Uh, now, back to our sponsors. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors. Back uh, to our second birth now. Um did you want to you, you you said you wanted to talk about some books you wanted to recommend uh, that i can recommend them at the end okay um i'm 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 just sorry i don't want to be a pain but i have to get back to work <laughs> okay well we can cut uh, all of this let's okay so back to our second birth this is gonna be much faster because it was a faster labor mm -hmm. we were in alberta when julia was born in canmore yeah right next to banff in the rockies and again, we had Dula and Nidua, so we had an amazing team by our side. And with Julia, I had contractions for two nights in a row, and I didn't pay much attention to them. I just, I didn't think it's real labor, to be honest. I, I, I think I didn't even tell you in the first night. Mm -hmm. um, but then the third day, uh, birth started and contractions were so intense, and that's when we told our Dula and midwives. And I think it all birth, it all lasted maybe five hours or less. It was super intense compared to Emily. Yeah. I was not ready to come so fast, but I don't know. I didn't have the same mind blocks. I knew what's going on. I mean, it was hard for me. I don't know the pushing phase. You hit a wall again when you think you cannot do it. You use the hypno babies therapy sound again yeah, on this I used session. It. I used it less throughout the pregnancy, but more in birth yeah. and the weeks before birth. And that actually helped. Um, I actually remember just hitting this wall. That I, you remember I kept saying, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't have energy to do it. I can't mm -hmm. push this baby out. Yeah. And you and the midwives, oh, you can't do it. You got this. And strong. Yeah, the midwives were great and the doula. Yeah, and we had the water birth this time. This time, yeah, we tried again. And this time it happened in the water. Yeah. <laughs> So I spent most of this labor in bed, actually. And when my midwives came, our midwives came, I got up and immediately uh, I started pushing. I felt that pushing was coming. That was so fast. And then I spent a lot of time on the toilet, <laughs> <laughs> which apparently is a classical position for birth. And I didn't know, but I found out before birth. So that helped a lot with the just gravitation. It's and just sitting, right? Yeah, just head. sitting yeah. on the toilet because uh, you need to have your legs a bit like your toe, feet a bit elevated. Mm -hmm. And you can actually Google this. It seems to be pretty it's common. It's a technique. Yeah. You're not going to birth your baby in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when pushing really started, we ran quickly to the pool. And then it was super fast. I don't know. Yeah, once you were Less in. than not even half an hour, maybe of pushing yeah. in, the, in the water. That was a different experience for me, seeing the baby <laughs> flushed out <laughs> in the water. And I had my concerns like, oh, is it, is it gonna, about breathing? Is she breathe? But yeah. she doesn't have to breathe because she was not breathing in, yeah, inside breathing either. breathing through the umbilical cords, yeah. uh, cord still. And J Julia had the cord wrapped as well. Um, I know they unwrapped yeah. it. But it was, a, again, a, an easy procedure. Like, yeah. And actually with Julia, I pushed kind of slower because technically the first the head comes out and then with the next contraction, you push the body out. 
with Emily, that didn't happen because I just pushed so hard that she came out all at once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but with Julia, it was different. And actually, I didn't catch her. I remember the midwives and you caught yeah, her. Yeah, we were four hands under the water. Yeah, <laughs> and then handed back to handed her back to me. And again, we didn't know the gender. So that was another surprise to find yeah. out we have another girl. And I know uh, for this birth, we had uh, uh, the same video camera we have now, like photo, whatever video. Um, and, and just because I was passionate about uh shooting short films and whatnot i i filmed all the process from the beginning till the end except the part where i was catching the baby with the no, uh, I midwives think you put that... but i someone was holding it i think the doula was holding yeah. it because uh, so i remember we have that we have thing. that part as well obviously um you won't see any you know private parts or anything like that yeah no because you made like just a short video yeah and, and yeah. Emily was around this bird. Yes, and Rupert. And Rupert. Like, there's a shot in the video where Rupert climbs up on the swimming pool um, as we're bird handing pool. you the baby. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. the birth pool. Yeah. As we're handing you the baby. And Rupert is there. He was just smelling, smelling her in out. the air. Like, hmm, a new, a new person in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, with Emily's birth, if you remember, Rupert was in the bed. With the doulas, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was there. Like, we're a bunch... Sounds like we're a bunch of hippies, but we're not. Uh, <laughs> he normally doesn't stay in our bed. Yeah, this was an exception. <laughs> but our doulas liked him so much, they kept him in their But he arms. was not in the bed where the baby was, like, you know... No, because I actually gave birth with Emily on the yoga mat, remember? Yeah, yeah the yoga mat was... Yeah. It's on the side of the bed yeah. and you were sitting, leaning on the bed and we were holding you with yeah. Emily. And I know we had to throw away that yoga mat because it got bloody and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. But after birth, both our, our both experiences, the midwives and the doulas were super helpful. They oh, helped yeah. clean up the entire house. Uh, they gave us a privacy remember we yeah. were able to stay together in bed with the baby yeah the doulas play a crucial role in this uh beyond maybe the partner or like myself being there to say you know push back on the midwives when they're too they want to do too many things um the doula does a lot of that as well and she's a nice communicator and yeah, knows how to ground everybody like don't stress relax come on guys it's too much noise it's time to give the the parents some time you know on yeah. their own let's close the door give them you know are you guys ready to that was whatever you know because they, they know what's going on at birth yeah. and actually they work they're protectors with the they're protecting yes, you but they also work together with the midwives so and that all, yeah yeah i'm not saying i'm they not trying all to give birth together as a team i'm not trying they, to give a bad name or yeah. reputation to the midwives they're great uh, it's just that that whole medical side of things yeah. makes them more anxious, more agitated and more hands-on and they want to do everything and try everything and not yeah. all of those things it's, are things you actually need yeah. for a natural birth. But it's just the procedures they but require Yeah, to so do, they're not doing anything wrong. They're perfect yeah. and you wouldn't do it without them because they're there, they're your security net in, yeah, in case something sure. bad happens. So praise to them. Yeah. But I remember after birth they just let, let us stay together and they actually brought us water and they asked us what we want to eat and we said peanut butter with jam remember yeah. and i had mm, some yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in bed mm. with the baby and that was great 
was such a huge relief and they helped clean up the house and everything was clean and then eventually after i think i don't know two hours or something i think they leave and they left they, they <laughs> leave you with a baby and you're like okay so what do i do now oh, that's interesting for the first baby you're like oh oh is this my responsibility don't go. now we have so many questions yeah <laughs> yeah but, that's another phase after the storm and everything is quiet and it's just you and the baby and you're I mean, you know what you need to do because you, you, you likely read about it or you've done a class. Yeah. But well, the first baby. You feel so responsible and scared at the same yeah. time. Like, oh, you don't want to hurt the baby. Googling you know? every little, I don't know, red spot on yeah. your face or I remember every sound. or. I remember at some point we Googled the fact that Emily had something on her top it's lip. It's from um, nursing. It's like it's, a nursing... Um, what's it called? I don't know, like... Boo -boo. <laughs> I don't know what's it called. Like, yeah. It's a tiny inflammation on the top lip or the bottom lip from nursing. You know, like a bubble or something, yeah, a little bubble, a bubble there. Of... We thought it was like a cold sore and got scared and went yeah. to emergency. Because cold that. sores are bad for kids. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. And we were told, oh, don't a, worry about it. That's just from nursing. And we it's going to go away in time, remember? And we had to travel with the baby to the hospital and then we, we waited like three hours there. Because we were low priority. Because we were low priority. And then we just found that, ah, oh, you guys just are... just from nursing that's... so intensely. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, okay. Oh, man. But getting back to the birth, yeah, that was our second birth. It was super fast. Fast and intense. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. And again, you played a big role in that as well with everything around it and helping me and helping the doula. Yeah, I have no regrets. I'm actually happy I've done all that because I kind of feel more attached to you and both kids the because kids. I participated hands-on on all those things and, you know, learned so many things as well. Yeah. And and you also learn to forget the things that you see and, you know, like a dilated vagina. Who wants to keep that memory about their wives? But it goes away with time. Yeah. It go, as the vagina heals, your memory heals as well. It just, it's, <laughs> so it's fine. It's so interesting how your body forgets the pain. And I remember in my first birth, the midwives were telling me, oh, just you can push your, put your hands there and see, feel the baby. And when I felt how big I was dilated, I just got scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. Um, but anyway, now we're preparing for our third birth. Yes. When we're in Quebec... And this time it's gonna be a Quebec baby. <laughs> and it, we found, we decided to find out the gender, so it's a boy. Uh, but that doesn't make any difference to me or the birth of, or the pregnancy. To be honest, I feel the same. I know some moms say they feel different with boys. For me, I just it's been like it felt the same as the girl. Yeah, I, I could even now I could pregnancy. swear it's a girl. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like just the way I feel. Yeah. Um, but we're also preparing for a home birth. We've got a team of midwives and a doula. Yeah. And this time around, it's a bit more complicated because of COVID. Yeah, because they, they won't allow kids around and we want to do a home birth and they won't come if the kids are around. Yes, uh, because other, we're in the red zone and the yeah. midwives are coming from a red zone. They're not allowed to be around kids. Yeah, and we want the kids to be around, same as the other births. And we, I mean, al the alternative is to have our friends or you know, just, you know, take them away for during the birth. Yeah. Um, or we go to the birth center, which is not a bad option in the end. Yeah, it's, um, it's not a hospital. Have, it's, yeah. yeah. 
we might have to go there if there's other moms giving birth at the same time with yeah. my if team. the capacity doesn't permit the midwives to come at home yeah they then we'll have to go there yeah which is fine either way it's not ideal yeah. but it's okay i mean I think, yeah. even at home it's okay but I, f I feel so relieved that the midwives respect our choices so far mm -hmm. and they are french and i'm speaking french with them yeah. but our doula is bilingual so yeah we'll, um, I think we'll find a way anyway. i have i don't have any concerns yeah. uh, i do have preferences like i wish the kids could be around during the birth yeah. and um i, I i'm and also going to try and still change yeah things might change because it's still almost two months left until mm -hmm. birth and summer is coming so it's almost the beginning of june and yeah summer normally they relax the measures most so of fingers it, crossed <laughs> yeah. i'm also thinking about being sneaky about it and when the midwives come well the kids are here uh, our you know we couldn't find anyone so now yeah. you're here you know but then you don't want this stress or yeah you don't want that so i don't know we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we'll see sure. how it goes anyway it's good i'm just relieved that we can have a they agreed to unmedicated, of course, unmedicated home birth. Yeah. They respected our choices so far, and I feel so comfortable with them. So I'm just grateful we found a nice team. And I know actually these days it's so hard to find midwives because all the moms want to give birth at home. That's that's a great fact to mention. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think the the amount of women giving has home birth has increased a lot. Yeah. yeah. And especially since last year. Yeah, no one wants to be in a hospital during COVID. Yeah, because there's so many rules. I mean, of course, if you have to go, you have to go. And yeah. Some prefer to go to the hospital. But don't worry. We'll, we'll have an amazing <laughs> team. We are an amazing team. We have a package delivery. Yeah. But that's okay. Let's. I just want to... Someone at the front door. Thank you. Someone at the front door. Yeah, it's okay. So that's a wrap up, I guess, for today. Just one last thing. Oh, okay. Recommendations. Oh yeah, we said we're gonna do. Week. We're gonna try and do recommendations on each podcast episode for yeah. things that we like, things we do. No, they're not sponsors or anything like that. It's just things that we just are important for us. So. And this week, related to births and pregnancies, this is my top favorite book ever, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. This I've read it. What's the name? Ina. Ina, Ina. Mays. Ina. Um, we should this, have her on the podcast so, oh, <laughs> interview she's, she's her. very big she's very yeah. big as in uh, like, popular yeah very, so it's hard she's to get one to. of the pioneers of uh, natural birth and it was so, really eye-opening to read this book and i felt so empowered to see other moms giving birth naturally so this is definitely something every woman should read and the second book is the better baby book um we are big fans of Dave Asprey. He's into biohacking and living healthier and reducing inflammation in your body. And this is his wife. And she talks a lot about fertility and diets and reducing stress toxins. And it's pretty much what we've been doing in the last couple of years. What foods to eat during pregnancies, like high fats, uh, avocado, nuts, oils, seeds. Protein. Proteins, proteins uh, smoothies she talks about uh, preparing for birth preparing for labor it's really an amazing book is i wish i would have found this earlier i guess but it's still we already did some of the things she's teaching but I, we still learned a lot 
And there's another book which we don't have here. I think I had it as an audio, not as an audio, as a Kindle digital version, um, which is for dads, and it's called uh, "Dude, You're Gonna Be a Dad," <laughs> and it's it's great because for, for you know first time dads, it prepares kinda, you for what's coming. It prepares you for what's coming, and they have like an interesting twist to the stories, and also a, a lot of humor and. Um, a lot of practical advice. So I recommend that. Dude, you're going to be a dad. I have no idea of the author's name, unfortunately. I'm going to search for the, these books and link them in the description, I think. Okay. We can link them below That's a great in the description. Idea. But these are my our top recommendations for birth. And I think most important advice I can give is just to, I don't know, surrender to the experience and try to control your mind, not to be in the way of, your body because our bodies know what to do and I actually believe this not just regarding birth just regarding everything in life with colds and stuff we yeah. just need to let our bodies do what they know how to do and try not to get in the way <laughs> mm -hmm. that's a good point so just yeah everyone is able to do this you just have to believe in yourself believe in yourself <laughs> all right that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Adrian needs to go back to work. Yeah. Gonna go back to my tasks. And, and hopefully we'll do another podcast this week. Yeah, or next week, I mean. We're trying to do it weekly. Uh, I think we skipped one week last week. Yeah, because it was madness. Yeah. Um, Summer is gonna be interesting when the girls will be at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll gonna have some background how noise. That, how that works. Plus the baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Fun. Uh, Can't wait. Me too. <laughs> Can't wait to meet the baby. All right. That's a wrap up. Take care, guys. Ciao. Bye.